Hello, welcome to Interdependent Study, our podcast, where we engage in the learning and unlearning work for social justice and collective liberation. I'm Aaron. And I'm Damian. Thank you so much for joining us today. For those new to our podcast, Interdependent Study is meant to be a space and community for folks who believe in and want to do the work of social justice. Each week, we'll bring something new to the table and discuss our thoughts and feelings about it through the lenses of who we are and where we can go for a more just society. Mm-hmm. We want interdependent study to be a space where we're always learning with one another. Uh, Damien, you are up this week. So what are you bringing to the table today? I am. It is my turn. All right. So today, I've brought a documentary series to the mm-hmm. table for us. It is called Exterminate All the Brutes and is out on HBO Max if folks want to check it out with us. Uh, it came out early last year in 2021, but this was uh, my first time getting around and watching it, and it was incredible. Uh, and yeah. so I'm 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 really excited to to talk about it with you today, my friend. Um, so the film series "Exterminate All the Brutes" is this four part documentary. So we are splitting it up on the podcast. We're going to talk about the first two parts today, and then we'll work through the second half. Uh, of the documentary in our next episode. So uh, please definitely come back and and uh, chat with us next time because uh, this was great. Um, mm-hmm. So I think first to give a little bit of context about the overall documentary series first, Exterminate All the Brutes was directed and, and, both, and narrated uh, by Raoul Peck, uh, who is just an incredible filmmaker. Like I'm, uh, there's lots of footage of other films that he has done. Yeah. Um, in this one, and I'm excited to see uh, watch some of those things because there's he's, he's remarkable. Um, uh, but this film is a real journey and exploration of of humanity through history that grounds European colonialism and the impact of that on our society, right? And so he looks at atrocities like Native American genocide, um, enforced migration, and slavery, and the Holocaust. Uh, the Spanish Inquisition and 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 more and sort of like the what the implications of that history are for where we are today, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about the first two parts today. The first part of the series is called the disturbing confidence of ignorance, which yeah. I think really takes a look at the impact of hate and white supremacy and colonialism uh, throughout the world, but especially here in the United States. Um, and then the second part is called Who the F is Columbus? <laughs> and it focuses on obviously the story of Christopher Columbus, but also the stories of the Trail of Tears and the Alamo and the the doctrine of discovery um, and, and the impact of all of that on, on society. So there is so much <laughs> to talk about. This, this film series, I think, was just really so phenomenal in... Uh, 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 many different ways. Um, where do you want to start, my friend? Yeah, I, there, I mean, yes, it's remarkable. There's so much to say about all of this because it gets yeah. into so much history. Right. Um, and first, I just want to kind of reiterate what you said about Ra- Raul Peck as a, just this wonderful filmmaker. Yeah. Because there's so much about this film that is so disturbing. Mm. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, it's this disturbingly honest look at our history, um, but so much of what the film is is beautiful like it's 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 art art yes um and it's it's very it's stunning yes uh, in so many ways um yeah so i mean shifting a bit more to the to the disturbingly honest look at our history <laughs> and, the, and the content of the documentary yeah i think it's a really excellent teacher 
um, yes. for some of the realities of history. Um, you know, I think in the first two parts of this, uh, he's taken a really unflinching look at the purposeful elimination of the indigenous people mm. in um, what is now called the U.S. Um, he's looked at, at, at genocides in Europe. Um, he's called the church into question in a lot of ways and the yeah. participation of that. Um, uh, and, and not just one church, but I feel like multiple churches. Yes. Um, and I think has looked critically at countries across Europe that seem to get a pass in modern times for the transatlantic Atlantic slave trade and mm. calling into question like what they, what it is that they've done, um, to actually participate in that. Right. And so, um, the monuments in certain places being built by literally the severed hands of, um, oh. of African people, um, who, who did not, um, harvest enough rubber. Right. Yes. Um, and so it's a very, um, like fascinating documentary in that, in the way that he, he makes it. So there are these live action reenactments of yes. scenes, which are, um, disturbing, um, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Like there's, there's so much range in them. Um, and then there's, you know, footage of, of old footage things and archival and footage and, and all this other stuff. So it's really just an amazing, um, like, piece of film yeah honestly yeah absolutely i'm 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 honestly struck by what you said in terms of uh this film and raul peck being excellent teachers right like i think there's just so much raw and rich history presented yeah. in this film as you said and and to me I, I i think we've talked about this before on the podcast right but there's a clear and direct connection between examining this kind of history and and really trying to come to terms with it right yeah. um to and to what is happening in our in our present day and i think what and and really why things are the way that they are in our present day if that makes sense right and so one of the things that i want to name with that and and what you talked about is that this was a very difficult film to watch Right. I think we had a mm -hmm. earlier this week, we had a brief conversation about the first two parts of the film after I'd watched it because I think you watched it before I did. Yeah. And I just remember, I don't know if we were texting or if we were talking in person, but like particularly after that second part, I, I was overwhelmed. Yeah, I was it's, really it's, and truly overwhelmed. Yeah, but it's heavy. Yeah. Um, and and to be honest, I think so much of that has uh, has to do with the brilliance with which he shared and examined uh, the history of our society, our collective sort of society. and um, But also when you think about, and in, in, in this film, as you sort of say, we get to see it too, right? Um, the atrocities that have taken yeah. place throughout history um, in our world and the impact that these atrocities have had on generations upon generations of human beings, right? And in our world today, it's just a lot to take in, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I... I that doesn't mean we get to shy away from it, right? It's hard. It's difficult. It was it was very difficult to watch in some in some regards, uh, but we have to learn about it. We have to know it, and we have to figure out how we use it, right? Yeah, I think we have to know that that history. Otherwise, we don't. We're not really, um, you know, understanding what the origins of this country are. are like what yes. what what is it that that led us to where we are today? Because if we don't know those things, then we. Um, could possibly ignore them when like we're repeating them in, in yes. some ways. Absolutely. Um, you know, these kinds of 
things, these this violence morphs and changes over time, um, so that it becomes less recognizable, less recognizable, less overt. Yes. Oh. Um, and when if we don't know the history, then it's hard to recognize the way that it's shape shifting, the yeah. ways that the violence yeah, is shape shifting. Um, and so, yeah, I think we have to know it. And so, I think it's important to, you know, I think this is a really great entry into that. And he talks about. Um, uh, you know, Indigenous Peoples' History of the United States by Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz yep. um, and and a couple other books that really influenced his his desire to make this film, yes. which are obviously more in-depth because they're books. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, this is a really good w- place to start to try to understand these things um, because one of the things that stuck out to me that I hadn't heard yet or I guess hadn't really thought about was the connection between... Um, the origin of, of, I guess, the doctrine of white supremacy mm-hmm. and the connection between that and the Spanish Inquisition. Because, ah, ah. you know, I didn't learn much about the Spanish Inquisition um, <laughs> in school uh, outside of a, a Monty Python sketch, which is obviously <laughs> outside of school. Yeah. Um, and some some Eddie Izzard stand up material. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but. You know, the Spanish Inquisition in the documentary is described as the the effort to search out clean blood. Um, and clean blood was described as Christian and European. So this idea of clean and unclean blood seems to have started there. Isn't that wild? And then gets attached and, and, and evolves um, into, you know, what we kind of know now as, as white supremacy. Yeah. Um, and you think about that, it's led to so much death and destruction over the years on top of the death and destruction that the, the inquisition itself had, mm. um, you know, and then I want to pull this, um, this quotation out from the documentary, okay. um, where he says that about 38 minutes in the first part, the elimination of the native is consciously or unconsciously wired into the process. Mm. And that's, He's talking about the creation and the development of the United States, yeah. of Western expansion, of yeah. colonialism. And that's so real and it's so deep and we don't talk about it enough um, because we think that it's, I think we think that it's over yes. uh, in so many ways and not that it's not currently operating. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in a lot of ways it is. But it is, yeah. right? It is. All right. It's wired into the processes, he said. It's yeah. wired into the fabric of this country. Right, mm-hmm. and in many ways, it's wired then into uh, the people that existed then, right, and has been passed down, mm-hmm. right, generation gener- to generation, right, and um, yeah, it's interesting to think about the connection between all of that, and as you call it, the doctrine of white supremacy. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild to me to think about and to have seen this, um, and think about the the history and the impact of the Spanish Inquisition. Um, yeah, I feel like I didn't learn um, as much about it as I clearly should have, um, and especially in the way in which he shared it, right? And he examined it in this film. Right. And um, and I and and yeah, you're right. The impact of that on the origins of white supremacy are are so disturbing. So I, I'm I'm glad that he shared that here in this film. It's really important for all of us to learn more about that and to understand it. I think that's also connected to what he talked about early on in part one, which was this idea of how America was born as a colonial power. Yeah. Right. And he talked about how that may be difficult to admit. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's absolutely true. Right. And it's foundational to 
our country's history and evolution, you know, and he also connected it to the idea of America being being born as a colonial power uh, yeah. to what we've experienced throughout history in terms of what you mentioned, white supremacy, white nationalism, right? yeah. white violence, right, and the ways in which that's played out in really, um, you know, awful ways and disturbing ways, right? Um, and so... You mentioned this at the top, but the the stunning imagery and the footage that he used throughout the film, we get to see examples of that white nationalism and white violence and white power um, on full display in this film, right? Yeah, I think um, I think that's one of the I think that's one of the points that he's trying to make is the that we can't look away, and so yeah. he in so many ways either uses historical footage yep. or recreates it yeah right like one of the opening scenes we see um somebody who ends up being a representative from the u.s government like shoot uh a member of the seminal tribe like in the head at point blank range right and yep. that's um that's early uh i think in the in the film I absolutely think in, in, in part one um hi this is aaron just cutting in here because i realized i was not very clear this moment I'm talking about in the film is a reenactment played out by actors, which is something that Raul Peck does throughout the film. There are moments of history that are played by actors, juxtaposed with archival footage, with images from history, with illustrations um, all throughout. And so those are different kinds of vehicles he uses to tell the story. Uh, and this moment in particular, this murder that we see play out uh, is done by actors. So there's there's this unflinching look at like we have to see this and examine it to know it to understand it in some ways um and I you know I think that that has different meanings for different people in terms of what it what it means to understand it and to know it um as a passive like passenger yep. on that yep. on that history or in that history versus somebody who's been targeted by that. Well, and it's fascinating to think about the idea of it being a possibility, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, to showcase what people are capable of, right? Mm. And I think over our over our lifetimes, right, we experience things like um, 9-11, right? We know what people are capable of, yeah. right? And sort of the sort of hate and evil that exists in this world. But, you know, to think about the capacity of folks and what was sort of... Um, what took place way back when at the founding of this country, right in the respect in which we're talking about it here, right? The quote unquote founding of our country. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to see it. We have to know it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I want to pull out in um, and talk about for a minute is out of part two. Okay. Um, when Raul Peck describes enlightenment and mm. that, that age, um, so he says, quote, the age of enlightenment was a century of obscurity. Man was European and male. Everyone else was at the lowest level of this hierarchy. And that's just after he, he says that just after he talks about the parallels between the slave trade uh, and the way that philosophers spoke more and more about man. Yes. Throughout enlightenment. Um, and in my view, they spent that time talking about man and extolled the virtues of so-called European civilization. Yep. And I think it's such a remarkable point he makes in this moment 
to call the Age of Enlightenment a century of obscurity. Um, because, I, you know, we talk so much in the U.S. about the Enlightenment and the ways that people are exploiting humanity. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we're ignoring the exploitation of people yes. and how that was expanding almost incomprehensibly. Yes. Um, so it reminds me of this moment toward the beginning of the first part, where is this picture of some colonizers um, in Africa posing with this severed head Oh. Of of an African man they they seemingly had murdered, yeah, um, and it, that was juxtaposed with um, we had just been presented with this first hand account from a colonizer um, about how the natives and how uh, Africans were brutish and how they were subhuman, how yeah. they're animalistic, yeah. But here we see these white men brutalizing a fellow human and posing for a picture. Mm-hmm. with the results of their brutality. Right. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I saw that and was really shaken by it, especially when you connect it in part two to this piece about enlightenment being mm-hmm. obscurity um, and then flash forwarding, um, at least in sort of my own education, thinking about the people of pictures or the the, po- the pictures of people um who are at lynchings yeah and it being sort of it's directly connected to that as well yes Um, and so it's just this this analysis of what european um civilization Mm -hmm. uh so-called is and and the violence that it has brought and the the ways that they're all connected to this that's some good analysis there i mean i think it's it was it's really and kudos to to peck for sort of naming it and calling it outright like this idea of you know looking at another um group of individuals and calling them these names you know brutish subhuman animalistic but then carrying out brutish and subhuman and animalistic actions right like you know how do you justify that internally right and i guess and i think folks just did um clearly uh because here we are so yeah, I, I think that's part of the brilliance of this of this documentary and the work that he did here to sort of, you know, make those connections for us pretty clear. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and I think so much of that brutality and uh, white supremacy uh, was so vivid in this film. Right. And honestly, as we've said multiple times, just really difficult to watch. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I said this earlier, but you know, part two was just so difficult for me. And part of that is, um, what you just talked about. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but I, I really did speaking of part two, I really did appreciate what he did to share the histories and the stories of, of Columbus and the Alamo and the trail of tears. And as you said, the age of enlightenment, um, and the impact of those things on society, um, because that's all important to, to know and to analyze and to understand. I also think I appreciate how he talked about the importance of history because we believe in that too, right? right. Um, yeah. and, you know, he said that remembering history can be a selective process, right? But knowing and understanding our collective history is important, yeah. right? And so there's some time spent talking about how the U.S. is so quick to call itself this nation of immigrants, but as he points out in the film, the U.S. often wants to and does overlook all of that history and truth about what that really means, right? Mm-hmm. And how colonizers and even our early elected officials, right, uh, were willing to 
forcibly remove people from their land, you know, and were willing to completely eliminate civilizations of people like it was nothing, like it was nothing, yeah. right? And so um, I think the the key takeaway here is that all of our history, all of that history is embedded into our history and our society, right, and has an impact on the society that exists today. Yeah, well, and I think, um, you know, you talk about, how we're so quick to call ourselves a nation of immigrants and how that that really just ignores right enslavement it ignores the genocide of indigenous peoples yeah. here uh just entirely and so um I, you know i i feel like i learned that a few years ago now and like notice it when people say it mm. um particularly politicians right yes. I think politicians are quick to do that um but I, I think it, it ignores all of that other other history, and so and now I kind of bristle at it. Mm. Um, and the other thing that you, that you mentioned was how early elected officials were so willing to forcibly remove people from their land. Um, I might be skipping ahead a little bit here as I think about this um, into part three, but there's this whole list of treaties. Oh no, that was in part two. That was in part two. Yeah. Um, that, that show on the screen um, that um, you know, Jackson, Jackson and yeah. Andrew Jackson didn't really consider um, the, the native peoples, uh, their own people, their yep. own nations. Yep. Um, and treaties can only be entered into with other nations. So yep. in, in this in this one way, you're like, oh, well, this is legitimizing. Yes. Um, the native people in right. the eyes of the U.S., in the eyes of, of the, the empire. Yes. Um, but. In reality, they were making those treaties to, um, it, honestly, just to break them. Yes, um, and to do whatever they wanted with them yeah. to appease the the um, the people, the indigenous people um, at the time, to then do whatever it was to literally systematically violate those treaties and to violate yeah. those and those yeah. those human beings. Yeah. Yes, and usually with direct violence from the U.S. military. Yes, um, which one of the things that I learned when reading the indigenous peoples of history in the United States a few years ago is that the U.S. military still calls enemy territory enemy territory Indian country. Yes. So yes, you know there. Oh, you, the, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. all of that mm -hmm. in here too. Absolutely, um, but. Yeah. That's, I don't think that's mentioned in this. No, it's not. It's mentioned later. Spoiler it's mentioned alert. later? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So I, re I remember reading that in the book, and uh -huh. um, that's also stuck with me of, like, well, look at look at this, like, colonial way where we're still thinking about all of this. Absolutely. Uh, as well. So. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I think this is a good time to shift and talk a bit about application, right? And and what connections we're making from this film to what's happening in our society and in our everyday lives. Um, I don't know. This might be a little abstract, so go with me, mm -hmm. uh, if you will. Um, one of the things that Raul Peck mentioned early on in part one that stuck out to me as being both so truthfully poignant, mm -hmm. um, but also being an application of everything that we learned about in this film and how it's impacted our present day, is what he shared about the three words that summarize the whole history of humanity, as he yeah. called it, right? So those three words were civilization, colonization, and extermination. Civilization, colonization, and extermination. And how those three words 
are also embedded in the core of our country's history in particular, yep. right? And so for me, not only do I think that's true, obviously, but I also think it illuminates and connects to what he talked about as the powerful and invisible forces that impact our society and our lives, right? And so I think we absolutely have to learn about and understand history. And I don't care that I sound like a broken record there, right? <laughs> we have to learn about and understand our history. Um, and we also have to continue to learn about and understand and drill down into, right? And, and of course, ultimately fight against the evil forces that are at play uh, in us, right? And and in our society, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's great application. And I think that that is a um, great way to connect what this film, I think, is trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think the way that this film portrays the system of settler colonialism applies to all of us. Yes. Um, we're right. all part of that system, whether we're the descendants of settlers or whether our ancestors were forced into enslavement um, or whether our ancestors were here long before the settlers arrived on these shores. Um, we've all had a part assigned to us um, in this system, in this nightmare um, of violence. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is the history not just of the U.S., but of so much of the world um, that I think it touches nearly everyone. Yes. Um, you know, you think about, like, there's obviously settler colonialism here. There was settler colonialism in, in South America. Um, throughout Europe, there was violence uh, enacted against different peoples, yes. um, depending on who was seen at the upper end echelons of hierarchy or not, throughout Africa, um, and then throughout uh, Asia as well. Um there, there's there's violence and colonization everywhere. You know, as he says, the three words that summarize the whole of history of humanity is civilization, colonization, and extermination. Absolutely. And I think that this, you know, the way that this portrays all of that, I think is directly applicable to all of us. And Absolutely. We, we all, we all, our, our stories show up in this film in some form or fashion. Absolutely. Well, look at that. I love it when our applications <laughs> mix well, right? Yeah. Like, because you're absolutely right. It shows up in all of us, right? And so yeah. what does that mean? And I think it's important for us to think about what does that mean in our present day, mm -hmm. right? And in the actions that we're carrying out day in and day out and the ways in which we're in, interacting with each other, right? And the sort of um, the work we're doing together. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, all right. Let's move on to homework. What do we want to do once we leave the table today? You know, um, one of the things that um, you actually, you brought this up a little bit. I didn't, but um, I, I think I did mention it and, 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 and name all three of these books when I introduced the film yeah, I think uh, so. last week. Um, but Raoul Peck engaged with and used the work of a few authors and scholars to talk about all of this history and its impact. Um, and so that included Sven Lindquist's uh, book, Exterminate All the Brutes. Uh, you mentioned Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz's book, uh, An Indigenous People's History of the United States. And then Michelle Rolf Triolt's book, Silencing the Past. Um, and I, I haven't read any of those books, so I'm going to add all of them to my reading list yeah. as homework because the ways in which he engaged with each of those books, right, in these first two parts, and um, spoiler alert, it continues into parts three and four, um, and, and the ways in which he, you know, I think is 
um, vulnerable is not the right word, but he sort of shares his, what he's taken away from these these scholars and authors. And I mean, he was friends with some of them, right? And so um, uh, they they seem like brilliant, important works. Um, and so I want to add them to to my reading list and and um, engage with them myself. So that's my homework. What about you? Yeah, my homework is um, to read up more on the moments uh, when the film shows us parts of um, the aspects of genocide. So it shows us the oh. kinds of things that lead a society to genocide. It shows us some of the aspects of uh, Raphael Lemkin's history of genocide and colonialism uh, that explore how genocide occurs and what's happening in a society to allow it to happen. Um, so he talks about um, Lemkin. He talks about the history, uh, the conditions that lead to it, the methods and techniques, the actual people, genocidists, uh, who commit these atrocities, the propaganda, um, the response of the victim group, the response of the outside groups, and and the ultimate aftermath yeah. of that genocide. Um, so this, you know, is super um, grim homework yeah um, but I think it's important to understand how these things happen um, again so we can you know I said a, a version of this a little while ago we can notice when it's happening again um, and how these things morph and change uh, again and again uh, to appear less overt absolutely no I it's important it's absolutely yeah. important grim or not it's mm -hmm. It's important, especially in the times that we live in now. We know the things that are happening definitely uh, here in 2022. So, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, all right, Aaron, you're up next time, my friend. Yeah. And I know that folks are on the edge of their seats and have no idea what's coming. What, what could you possibly be bringing to the table in our next episode? Um, <laughs> well, I thought that I would bring a book. It's called a people's history, people, uh, indigenous people's history. I'm just kidding. Save uh, it. We're gonna bring <laughs> uh, the parts three and four of exterminate all the brutes. Um, so we will we'll talk about those parts uh, in the next episode. And so a little preview: uh, the names of those parts are killing at a distance, or how I thoroughly enjoyed the outing. Yeah, uh, and the bright colors of fascism. Oof. Yeah. So those are the two parts that we'll be talking about in our next episode. Um, you know, it's 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 grim. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm glad we can talk about it and learn about it here uh, on the show. Absolutely. Me too. All right. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to Interdependent Study. You know what I'm going to ask you to do, but in case you forgot, please follow, leave a rating and review, share our podcast with all the people in your life. Uh, follow us on social media, check us out on YouTube, and of course, sign up for our email list to get notified about any new things we've got going on behind the scenes. Yes, thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's not about us, but it is about us. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.